Hey, good to be with you this morning. God bless you. Welcome to Rev City. You can be seated if you're in the room here. And I want to also extend a very warm welcome to those of you who are worshiping with us in the online church community. Good to be with you as well. And if you have your Bible with you this morning, would you turn or click to Joshua chapter 1? And as you're turning or clicking there, I just want to take a moment and just highlight something to you. Call out something that you'll find in the seat back right in front of you. And it's this flyer right here. It says, 21 days of prayer and fasting. And listen, this is something that we do every year as a church family just to remind ourselves and to, to dedicate, to consecrate the new year to God. And to just say right from the start, Lord, whatever 2021, whatever the new year has in store for us, we recognize, we realize, and we rededicate ourselves to the reality that our strength, our hope comes from you and you alone. And so would you join with us? Listen, this is, this is not a religious obligation. This is an invitation to partner with God. This is an invitation to right from the start to just dedicate and say, this year, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to press into God. We're going to experience more of God's promises and more of his presence in our lives in 2021. And listen, I, I came across something that I was preparing to announce this to you and remind you of this and, and encourage you to take this flyer with you this week. And I came across a meme online that made me smile. I thought I would share it with you this morning. It made me chuckle almost out loud here. And this is what I'm seeing in some of your faces this morning. When the pastor decides the whole church needs to fast, that's kind of what it looks like. That's what I'm seeing in some of your faces today. But hear me, this is not an, a religious obligation. This is an invitation, hear me, man of God. This is an invitation to just draw a little bit closer to the Lord this year. Hear me, woman of God, hear me, young people. This is an opportunity to say, I'm willing in this season to just lay a couple of things aside and press into God. And listen, if, you've, if you're new to fasting or maybe it's been a while, let me encourage you that the Bible is filled with testimonies of the people of God experiencing breakthrough when they were willing to do what we're going to join together in unity and do. And that's seek the Lord and call on his name and, and be willing to fast. Be willing to take something. Listen, maybe for you, it's, it's, it's fasting one meal a day. Maybe for you, it's some form of social media or some news outlet. It's just something in your life that you typically have an appetite for, that you're willing to say, Lord, in that place, in that moment, in that time that I normally give to that thing or, or to that activity, I'm saying in that moment, I hunger and thirst for you this year more than that thing. And I'm willing to lay it aside. I'm willing to maybe sacrifice for a season what's good so that I can pursue what is God, so that I can lean in and press in and say, Lord, I need you. I need you to be the man of God you've called me to be. I need you in 2021 to be the husband that you've called me to be. I can't do it in my own strength. I need you to fulfill the purpose of God, to do all the things that you put in my heart. I need your presence with me. I can't do it in my own strength. That's what this is about. That's what this is about. Listen, all throughout God's word, there's, there are, it's, the word of God is just filled with occurrences where the people of God did what we're going to do and experienced a spiritual breakthrough in their life or in their community. When the disciples in the book of Matthew 17 were frustrated with the results of their ministry, Jesus said, you must pray and fast. 
When Ezra faced an uncertain financial future, he sought God with a fast, and the Lord provided. When Israel was being surrounded by their, by their enemies, Samuel called an assembly, called a fast, and it led to a national revival. When Elijah was confronted by the spirit of Jezebel and found himself discouraged, depressed, even to the point, go read the story for yourself, that he wanted to die. The angel of the Lord encountered him and invited him back into the presence of God. And through fasting, he was set free of that spirit of depression and despair and those suicidal thoughts. In 1 Kings 17, the widow fasted her very last meal, the last thing that she had in her possession, and it led God to multiply one meal to three and a half years of provision for her and for her family. When Saul of Tarsus was blinded and searching for God's next for him. We often miss this in the conversion experience of Saul of Tarsus to Paul, the mighty apostle of the New Testament. The Bible says that he was blinded and he went without food and drink. He fasted and God completed his conversion from, from, from Saul, the persecutor of God's people, to Paul, the apostle who was building and edifying, exhorting and strengthening the people of God, laying the foundations throughout the New Testament for the church that you and I are now a part of. When the early disciples were worshiping and praying, the Bible says they fasted and the Lord spoke to his people and called people to specific ministries and destinies and kingdom purposes. When Daniel fasted, he gained extraordinary influence even in an ungodly culture bringing about glory to God and cultural transformation. John the Baptist fasted and was used to prepare the way for the Lord. Esther fasted and she and her family received God's divine protection from those who sought after their lives. Jesus fasted 40 days, 40 nights, and he received the strength and the wisdom of God to stand firm in the promises of God, the word of God against the lies and the deceptions of the enemy that were looking to seek and steal and destroy and keep him from fulfilling the purpose for which God sent him to rescue you and I back to a relationship with our heavenly father. That's what this season is about. That's what this season is about. Would you, would you see it differently this season? Would you take that flyer? Would you take it home with you? Would you put it in a prominent place? If you don't want to take that flyer, you can text 2021 to that text number that we use often, 30500, and you'll get a daily text reminder at 9 a.m. inviting you to partner with us and join with us for these topics that we've prayed and sought the Lord for us to unify and pray into every day. And no doubt there are personal needs and there are personal concerns, personal dreams, personal challenges that every day through this 21 days, I want to encourage you to be leaning into God and trusting him that as you set something aside, again, don't let it overwhelm you. Just seek the Lord and say, Lord, what would you have me to do? Again, maybe it's just one or two days a week, or maybe it's just one meal a day, or maybe it's just a certain time that you normally would be on social media or a news outlet, just something like that to set that time aside and maybe set a reminder in your phone and to set some time aside to seek the Lord and to call upon him on behalf of you your marriage, your family, this church, our community, and our nation. How many of you know our nation needs a revival of, of, of godly people and God-honoring people and people who will point people to the word of God and to the lordship of Jesus? It's not an obligation. It's an invitation. It's an invitation. I'm just inviting you. Would you, would you just right from the start in your own personal life of faith, come on, you are more than a church attender or even a church member. 
You're a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, intended to be a Christ follower, living out these personal disciplines in a way that connects you to his kingdom purposes and his kingdom promises and his kingdom provision for your life. You're called to be a man or a woman of prayer and worship and fasting, a lifestyle. We're not called to be church members. We're called to live out our faith to live out an active faith that makes a difference in the world around us. Somebody ought to say amen. Would you lean in and would you become a part of that this year, maybe in a new way or a fresh way? In Jesus' name. Can we pray over our time of prayer and fasting for this next 21 days? Pray over our nation. Pray over our service and our time in the word today. Would you lean in and join me as I pray? I'll pray over us corporately, but come on right where you are, man of God, woman of God. Invite the Lord to strengthen you and speak to you today. Invite the Lord to grace you, to, to step into this season of prayer and fasting in whatever way the Lord leads you to do it in a way that's pleasing to God and brings breakthrough into your life. Come on, I'm, I'm speaking the prayer. I ought to just start praying, Father, in Jesus' name. I thank you for the people of God, and I thank you for your faithfulness to us in this previous season, this previous year. We're looking up, and we're seeing that some things and some ways the enemy convinced us that, you were, that he was gonna take us out. We're still standing. We're still standing because you've been faithful. And now, Lord, we're turning the page on the calendar. We're looking ahead to a new year, and right from the start, we just dedicate this year and all that it contains, all that it holds. We don't know what it's gonna look like, but we know that you will be faithful. And I thank you, Lord, that you would just encounter people this week as they set aside that time in the morning or on their lunch hour, or on their commute, whenever it is, to worship and to pray, to unify, to call out to you, to consecrate, to commit themselves to you in a new way, in a fresh way for a new season. God, I thank you that they would encounter forgiveness. I pray that they would encounter grace and strength and courage for all that you have for them to encounter and experience and to move into as we head into 2021. And Lord Jesus, right now, we thank you for this moment, for this moment, this moment in time, this message, this encounter with the Holy Spirit of God. I pray that you would come and you would strengthen, you would heal, you would restore, you would reconcile, Lord, every man, every woman, every young person, anyone who's here today, Lord, who's weak or weary, hurting, wounded, God, in any area of their life, any area of their life, Lord, because of doubt or delay or disappointments or discouragements, God. Today in this place, would you do so much more than just a few songs and a sermon, Lord? Would you encounter their heart, Lord, and speak life over them, remind them of who you are and who they are to you, sons and daughters in the family of God, in the kingdom of righteousness. And we welcome you, Holy Spirit. Come and have your way. Come and speak to our hearts and our minds, Lord. Come, come and move in this place. Come and fill us fresh and new for a new season. In Jesus' name, and come on, all of God's people said with a shout, amen, 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 amen. All right, Joshua chapter one, let's dig into God's word together today. And listen, I wanna say happy new year to you. And I, I just, I believe what I see in our culture is that maybe there's never been a time that people were more excited about turning the calendar to a new year. Somebody say amen. But here's the thing. And we're starting today a, a little series for the new year that I'm calling New Year, New You. And it's a little cliche, and so I thought, Lord, is there something a little bit more creative or clever that we could call it? And the Lord just quickly started speaking to me and reminding me that turning the calendar to a new year will not guarantee new results. Turning the page from December to January, from 2020 to 2021, is not guaranteeing a different outcome or results or experience for you. It's what we decide to turn to that's gonna make the difference. It's who we decide to look to. It's what we decide to be and become for God in 2021. 
Listen, a new year does not guarantee good new results, but it does represent an opportunity to look back and remind ourselves of all the ways that God was faithful to see us through some things. It's an opportunity to take inventory, to take stock of where we are in some important areas in our life and say, Lord, what is it that you would have me? What's my part to draw near to you, to to grow closer to you in 2021 that I might live a life that's more pleasing and impactful for you? Listen, it's a time that many of us set resolutions we set New Year's resolutions, and listen, that's a, that's a good thing to have goals, to have, have dreams, to maybe evaluate some things and say, in 2021, I can do some things better. But here's what I believe, and studies show it to be true. Because we focus more on do goals, things I want to do differently, things I want to do better, that studies, studies show that 92% of New Year's resolutions are forsaken or abandoned by the time that Valentine's Day rolls around. Maybe, just maybe, can I submit to you that if we would focus more on who goals and less on do goals, we would encounter the grace to actually accomplish and fulfill some of the things God's calling us to do. If we would say, Lord, who are you calling me to be as a man of God, as a husband, as a father, as a leader, as a servant, as a boss, as a co-worker, as an employee, as a son, as a daughter, who are you calling me to be and become more in the image of Christ? If we would focus on that, we would maybe encounter a grace that's beyond our own strength to step into some of the things God's calling us to do better or do differently in 2021. Maybe we should focus more on the who goals instead of the do goals. Listen, I have some do goals. I'm challenging our staff and our team to have some do goals, to seek the Lord for goals and strategies and things that he would cause us to step into and do our part so that we might experience greater impact in building and advancing the kingdom of God in our city, our nation, our our region, our world. I have some do goals. The Lord's dropped some things in my heart, some places for me to evaluate and to ask him for his strength through this season of prayer and fasting and beyond to do some things differently do some things better. Come on. He dropped four F's into my, my, my spirit that are things for me to focus on. Four areas that are four areas of life that you will inevitably experience the most blessing and the most pain from. Your faith, your personal faith, my personal faith, my family, my marriage, my finances. And he's dropped a fourth F in my spirit, and that's the word fitness. And listen, it's not just about physical fitness because how many of you know that there's spiritual fitness, emotional fitness, there's relational fitness. But there are some even physical fitness things that he's reminding me of and calling me to in 2021. Listen, I got the message. I knew that it was time for me to focus on some physical goals whenever my iPhone auto-corrected the word exercise into extra fries. I was like, Lord, I get the message, you know. I'll take care of some business, you know. I'll focus on some things. Listen, this is true. I saw this the other day, Gary, that there's the studies have already shown that women who gained weight in 2020 live considerably longer than the men who pointed out to them. <laughs> That's true. That's a true story. It's a true study. Listen, I, Gary, I'm an avid fisherman and a Dallas Cowboys fan. I would not tell a story that wasn't completely accurate. So <laughs> I have some do goals. But more importantly, I want to have some who goals. Who God's calling me to be, who God's calling me to become more like Christ 
and my character and the compassion that I have for people around me and my convictions and my willingness to stand firm in the midst of a culture that is being bombarded with shifting waves of doctrine and preferences and opinions and ideas about how to do life. I'm standing firm. I want to grow in my character and my convictions. I want to look more like Jesus in 2021. Come on, if you're with me, somebody say amen. What I can do better is good. Who I can become is better. But what's best is who I can know and serve in a deeper, more passionate, more committed, more convinced way, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what this season is about. More of Jesus. More of Jesus. More, less of me, Lord. Less of me, less of me, less of me, more of you. Less of me, God, and more of you in every area of my life. Everything you've called me to, God, less of me, more of you. Come on, right where you are. Maybe you just want to begin to just cry that out from your heart. Lord, in 2021, with everything that it holds and all the uncertainties, all the things that are unforeseen, less of me, more of you. Which leads us to Joshua. Chapter one, a season of transition, a season of God preparing the people of God to cross over and to enter into some promises. They've been rescued from captivity and they're pursuing the promises of God. It's a prophetic picture of our life. And speaking in verse two, the Lord speaks to Joshua who is assuming the leadership of the people of Israel. And here's what he says, read with me, verse two, Joshua one. He says, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready. Come on, look at someone next to you or someone you're worshiping with at home, say, get ready. Come on, look at them and say, get ready. Get ready, get ready for what God's doing in your heart. Get ready for what God's doing in your life. Get ready for what God's about to do in your life. Even in this moment, in this service, some of the life change and transformation that some of you are about to say yes to, get ready to cross, to cross over, to move out, to cross over to move out, to cross the Jordan, to cross that thing that stands between where you are and where God's calling you to be. To cross over the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. And it says, verse three, I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. And as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Reading on verse seven, it says, be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave to you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep the book of the law, the promises of God, the word of God always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that's written within it. Then you will be prosperous. Say prosperous and successful. Come on, people of God, say successful. It's God's heart for you. Have I not commanded you once again? Not a suggestion, not a recommendation. He says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with 
you wherever you go. Come on, that's a good promise from the word of God. Someone ought to say amen. amen. Verse two, it says, my servant Moses is dead. And listen, I believe that he's not telling them something that they probably didn't already know. Deuteronomy chapter 34 shows us that for 30 days, the people of Israel mourned in Moab over Moses. Here's what I believe he's saying. Not something that they didn't already know, but something they desperately needed to hear. He's saying the old season, the old pattern, the old paradigm, the old leader, the old things have passed away. There's a new season that's going to require you to step up, to look up, to receive a new pattern of how you're going to move forward into the next season that I have for you. He's saying 2020 is gone. Let it go. Turn the page. Turn the calendar. There's a new thing, a new season, a new moment in time. What got you to where you are today, it's going to take something different to get you to where I'm leading you tomorrow. Who needs to hear that today? In your marriage, in your finances, in your career, in the raising of your children. Don't hang on too tightly to what God's already done in your life. Come on, the good, the bad, or the indifferent. When you hang on too tightly to what's already come and gone, you risk forfeiting the future that God is presenting and leading you to. You cannot afford to hang on too tightly to the good things or the difficult things. Listen, the Apostle Paul says something that's powerful and it's substantial and it's really quite amazing when you take a moment to think about it. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 through 15, the New Living Translation says it this way. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Say one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Isn't it amazing to think about what the Apostle Paul would say when he said, there's one thing that I haven't apprehended yet, but I focus, I give my attention to, I give consideration to, I'm constantly aware of. Wouldn't you think that it's good for us to maybe focus on the same thing? And he says, that thing is forgetting what's in my past and moving forward to the invitations of God for my future. And watch what he says. Reading on verse 15, most of us have heard or are maybe even familiar with verse 13 and 14, but check out verse 15. He says, let us all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. Here's the takeaway. One of the hallmarks of growing in your faith, becoming spiritually mature, becoming prepared to experience the more of God, becoming prepared for new seasons and serving God and knowing God, making a kingdom impact for God and with God is being able to decide, determine, and discern the things that God is calling you to remember and the things that God is calling you to forget. And all too often we get it backwards, don't we? We hang on to the unforgiveness. We hang on to the painful moment. We hang on to the untimely loss. We hang on to the unforeseen circumstance and the feeling and the pain because we're, we're concerned about maybe if we let that go, it'll either justify the action that was done to me or I'll lose a piece of my identity. And God says, you can't hang on to those things. You can't hang on. You, I, I got something new for you. Paul said, I, I, there's one thing, there's one thing I focus on. I'm letting go of the things that have already happened in my life, the good, the bad, the indifferent, because God's got something new for me to experience. We hold on to the past, we forfeit our future. 
Can't afford to hang on to the past, the good, the bad, the indifferent. Look at Isaiah 43. Catch this. This is deep and this is profound. Verse 16, verse four, or chapter 43 of the book of Isaiah. And it says, this is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together. They lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. He's talking about a miracle that he did in the lives of the people of God. He's talking about the moment where he had rescued the people of God out of a place and a position and a posture of captivity, and he's leading them to a life of freedom. And in that moment, in that place, the Pharaoh decided to send the army, send his chariots, send his horses after the people of God. That's what this passage is speaking of, that moment where God showed up and in miraculous ways caused once and for all for the enemies that were pursuing the people of God to try to pull them back to a place of bondage and captivity were defeated once and for all in a way that only the Lord could get the glory for. That's what he's speaking of right here. So it might surprise you what he says in verse 18. He says, forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The New Living Translation says verse 18 and 19 even more directly. Catch it. Catch this. It says, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I am about to do something new. You can't afford to hang on to the path. Come on, the good and the bad. I've seen people in church life hang on to something that God did in their life or in a season in the life of the church and they're hanging on to it maybe because of good intentions, the, the authentic, sincere way that it impacted their life and they miss entering in and walking into with the community of faith, with the family of God, the new thing that God is doing and releasing into the house of God. You can't afford to hang on to a previous success or, or a previous place where you experienced a victory for too long. Remember what God did, but understand that God's word says his desire is to grow you from strength to strength, from glory to glory. The previous victory is now intended not to be a place where you camp, but a place upon which you build. There's more that he has for you. There's more. Listen, what I've learned is that through the years, as a preacher, it's, it's easy to get amens when you start talking about all the more that God wants to do in you, through you, for you. It's easy to amen that. But here's what I've learned is the spiritual truth that connects us to the more that God really does have in his heart for you and for me. And that's this profound truth that to experience the more that God has in store, we have to be willing to say yes to the new that he's calling us to. That's worth saying again because this is where the struggle, this is where the battle, this is where oftentimes there's a breakdown. To experience the more that God has in store, we have to say yes to the new that he is calling us to. And listen, this is important because you need to understand that there's more for you. There's more for you. Listen, if you are in a pit of despair and darkness, I'm telling you with certainty there is more. There's a new life of freedom and victory and joy that the Lord Jesus Christ came to purchase on the cross of Calvary for you to experience in 2021 starting today. Listen, if you're walking with the Lord and maybe things are good and you're actually celebrating the ways that the Lord was faithful to you and your family or your business or your church in 2020, I'm telling you, don't camp there. There's more that God has in store for you. We serve a limitless God and your DNA is filled with the, with the capability to chase after and believe for impossible things. Yeah, Who needs to hear it this morning? 
there's more that God has in store, but it's worth saying even for a third time today that if you want to experience the more that God has in store, oftentimes what keeps us from experiencing that is a failure to be willing to embrace the new that he's calling us to. Look, look, look how Jesus said it in Luke chapter five. He's talking about this very issue. And, and watch what he says in verse 37, the New Living Translation, Luke chapter five. He says, no one puts new wine into old wineskins. For the new wine would burst the wineskins, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine must be stored in new wineskins. But no one, catch this, no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. The old is just fine, they say. We have a tendency to get comfortable with the familiar. We, we can even get comfortable with something that's killing us. <laughs> and it becomes familiar, and it becomes a place that we run to and we hide to. There's a place of security or identity in something that maybe is not God's best. And he's saying right here, he's saying, I want to give new wine. I want to release new things. I want to give you new measures. I want to take you to a fresh place. But maybe before you're willing and able to receive it because I'm a master steward and I see from heaven and I'm looking down, are you willing to embrace a new life? Are you willing to create some new space in your life to pursue me, to call out to me, to, be, to spend time in my word, to spend time on your knees, to show up and serve in your church? There's a new life. There's a new place. There's a fresh thing that God wants to do. But he's looking for new wineskins. He's looking for people who will say, Lord, I'm willing to embrace some new patterns in my life in 2021. I'm willing to make some different decisions and determinations with my life and my time in 2021 with my resources. I'm willing to do some things differently, to think differently, to create the space that you can pour something new into my life. And it won't be wasted. It won't be spilled. There's, a, there's something prepared to capture it and enjoy it and experience it and be able to deliver it to someone else who needs a drink of what you've brought and delivered to me, someone ought to say amen. Wineskins, new wineskins. He's looking to pour out new wine. New wine, fresh things, new things, more in your life. I'm just telling you, every one of you, you need to hear it this morning. It's true. I don't care where you're at, where you're, you're coming from, what you're walking through, what you're going through today. It's true about your life, your marriage, your family, your finances, your, your job, everything. There's more. There's something that God's trying to deliver you to. There's a promised land. There's a, there's a river that runs through it that's keeping you from going through it. But I'm telling you, he's trying to get you to something. New wineskins. And listen, the Lord just quickly in my spirit, even this morning as I was finalizing my notes, he just spoke five things to me that I believe represent wineskins in our life and I wanna just share them with you and then I'm gonna back up and maybe preach into it a little bit more deeply in the coming weeks. But number one is the thoughts that you think. The thoughts that you think that you are not going to be able to receive the new wine that God wants to release to you unless you're willing to think differently. The Bible says that we are not to be conformed to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by what? The renewing of our mind. And some of you are gonna to have to say, Lord, help me to think differently about some things. Help me to see clearly. Help me to see things differently. New perspective, fresh thoughts. Come on, new year, new you. Maybe some of you need a new year, new view. A fresh perspective about how to see God and see life around you. Number two, the words that you speak. 
The Bible says that there is life and death in the power of your tongue. And this is not a name it and claim it theology. This is a commitment to begin to discipline our tongue, to speak God's word and God's promises over your life, over your health, over your family, over your children, over your finances, over your future, and begin to partner in agreement with the word of God because the word of God comes by faith and faith by hearing the word of God. That doesn't just have to happen on Sundays or Wednesdays. It can happen when you decide, I'm going to begin to speak what God says over my spouse. I'm going to begin to speak what God says over my children. I'm going to begin to speak what God is releasing over my church and my community. I'm going to begin to speak what God is saying over my nation. Number three, the decisions that you make. I've said it before, it bears repeating as part of this message, the lifeway to your path, your life's vision, the pathway to your life's vision is paved with daily decisions. New wineskins, the willingness to just say, Lord, I, I want all that you have, and so I'm willing to think differently. I'm willing to say no to some things that maybe even were good so that I can say yes to some things that are completely, totally God. The thoughts you think, the words you speak, the decisions you make, the habits you have. Decisions lead to patterns and leads to habits. And maybe you would look up today and you would say, Pastor T, I've been swept into some things. 2020 was rough on me. I've got some habits that I'm gonna need the grace and the mercy, the forgiveness, the goodness of God to be set free from and to step out of, to step into what God has for me in this new season and this next year. And lastly, number five, the thing that the Lord spoke to me about these wineskins, these patterns, these things that we can, we can do our part to present and prepare the atmosphere for God to release new wine was the friends that you keep, the friends that you keep. And I'm not talking about rejecting or forsaking people that aren't serving God. They need what you are about to take back into their life. But I'm talking about raising the standard and making a commitment to be in the house of God with people of faith who are believing and speaking and claiming and praying and helping and counseling you towards the very best that God has for you and your life and your marriage and your family, the friends that you keep. Listen, I don't know what 2021 holds. But I know what Joshua 1, 3 that we just read says. He says, I will give you every place where you set your foot. Every place. Every place. And here's the good news that's tied up in that scripture, that the promise of God, the provision of God is not just waiting for you in the promised land. It's with you in the process of getting to the promised land. And many times we believe that as soon as we kind of get our act right and get ourselves dusted off and get ourselves kind of looking and sounding religious, that that's when God is willing to come and bless our lives. And he's saying right here, every place that your foot treads on the journey to the place I've called you to, right there, that moment, that place, that person, that time, right where you are, that's where I am. And I desire to give that moment to you. Yeah, come on, give the Lord a clap. That's good news. It's good news for those who find yourself maybe feeling like you're far off. It's, Lord, can, can the Lord really get me to his promises? I'm telling you, all he wants you to do today is just take a step. Every place your foot shall tread, that's where he is. He's with you in that moment. I think it's so powerful that the word of God says that the word of God is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. A lamp to your feet and a light to your path. I used to see it as one concept, but now I see that God is trying to communicate two specific, unique things to us as his people. He says, I see right where you're standing, the difficult place, 
the challenging place, the unforeseen place, he says, I see it and that's right where my word wants to light. Just so you can have the strength, the courage and the faith to just take one step. Don't let the enemy cause the dream that's out in front of you to seem too insurmountable. All the Lord is asking and looking for you to do is just take one step of faith and obedience towards it. And he'll light it up and then he'll just light another step, another step closer to Jesus, another step closer to his promises. And he'll continue to light the pathway that he has before you as you just take one step out of where you are and towards Jesus in 2021. Every place, every moment. Verse five and verse six, just recapping, and we'll close here and just shift to a time of responding to the Lord. But it says, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. I don't know what 2021 holds in store for you, but I know that this scripture is true. He's gonna be with you. He's gonna be with you. He's gonna be with you and catch this, be strong and courageous. Many of us are familiar with that because it's plastered on the, the art at Hobby Lobby and it's on refrigerator maggots and it's crocheted onto pillows that are thrown on couches of believers. But can you catch the pretext of be strong and courageous? The pretext of it right before it is, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. You can be strong and courageous, not because of your intellect or experience or because you figured something out. You can be strong and courageous to move forward to the new and the more of 2021 because you know that this promise is true as I was with Moses. He's saying, not just for your pastor, not just for your elders, not just for your Sunday school teachers. I'm with you. I'm with you and everything that it holds. The good, the bad, the unforeseen, what 2021 has for you, your family, your marriage. He's going to be with you. Would you stand to your feet? Would you stand to your feet? How would you live differently? How would you live differently in 2021 if you really believed it for your life? If you really believed that he was with you and because he was with you, you could be strong and courageous. What would you say yes to that maybe you didn't say yes to in 2020? What would you believe God for? The restoration, the forgiveness. What phone call would you make? What would you step into if you really believed it to be true for you? That's what he's saying. As I was with Moses, the spiritual leader, as I was with him, I'm with you. I'm with you. Right there where you are, would you just begin to say, thank you, Lord, that you're with me. Thank you, Lord, that you're with me. Come on, respond to God this morning. Don't let this moment pass you by today in this room and joining us online, right where you stand, right where you sit, as you're driving in your car, as you're listening in your workplace, don't let this moment pass you by. Come on, just take a moment and just say, thank you, Lord, that I can be strong and I can be courageous in whatever 2021 holds for me because you're gonna be with me. Every place that my foot shall tread, the good, the bad, the unforeseen, the unexpected, the victories and the challenges everywhere in between, you're gonna give it to me because you're with me and because you're good. Thank you, Lord. You know, before we go on into the service and we worship, I just felt like the Lord um, just dropped a word in my spirit today. And um, it's a picture of changing lanes. And um, we have a teenager that's learning to drive right now. That's a wide knuckle experience right there. Y'all pray for us. Woo. <laughs> tell you, it's been interesting. We're potty training and we're teaching a kid how to drive it's all true. at the same time. It's true. Not the same kid, obviously. <laughs> Two different kids. Yeah, that would be weird. That would be super strange. 
But listen, stay with me for a minute. Um, when I am with Aaron and we're in the car and um, I'm helping him with some techniques and, and some kind of driver's ed, there's something that I remember my dad teaching me when it comes to specifically changing lanes, which I believe the Lord highlighted that because we're turning the page to a new calendar. And I believe that that just signifies just a lane change. You know, like what, what Thomas said, just because there's a new, new year doesn't necessarily mean we're gonna have new results or things are gonna be necessarily different. We've gotta make some changes, right? So, you know, there's, um, there's an acronym that my dad taught me when he was teaching me to change lanes, and it's S-M-O-G. Signal, mirror, over the shoulder, go. And God highlighted those four steps, and I believe that he's saying that for many of us here today, we find ourselves in one of those four places. For some of us here today, he's telling us to turn our signal on, not to get comfortable with staying in the same place that we were at in 2020. It's time to change lanes. It's time to move on. And there's gonna be a step of courage and a step of bravery that that's gonna come with it. But I believe that the Lord says there's some of us here today that need to turn our signal on. The mirror is, is partially remembering his faithfulness in the previous year. But I think more importantly than that, it's really asking the Lord what he wants to settle back in 2020. Listen, I don't know about you, I'm ready to put it behind me. I'm ready to put that whole dadgum year behind me and thank the Lord that the windshield is bigger than the rear view mirror, amen? Hey, that's but true. listen, that's he does not want things to go unsettled. He doesn't want relationships to remain unhealed. Be willing, friends in this season, to look in those mirrors even as painful as it can be. I believe the Lord says, don't, don't change lanes yet until you've dealt with some things from last year. And finally go, or I'm sorry, over the shoulder. <laughs> and this is huge because when you're signaling and you look in your mirrors, there's one more step because how many of you have changed lanes and you didn't see somebody in your blind spot? Yeah? When you are looking over your shoulder and when you're checking your blind spot, you are getting out from your normal, comfortable position, hello, and you're getting a little uncomfortable and you're looking at a different perspective. You might have to ask somebody sitting next to you, hey, can you, can you see if there's anybody in my lane? Can you, can you keep me accountable? Can I, can I share things with you? Can you? Is there something in my life that I'm not seeing that maybe you see in me? Look over your shoulder, be accountable. There's nothing wrong with having blind spots. We all have them. Just be open to those places that the Lord is showing you and then go, which I believe represents confident trust. And there's a couple sitting right here, young men, you have a, a black vest on and the Lord just highlighted you guys to me during the service, all throughout the service. And I just heard him say, they are desperately clinging to me in this new year. And the verse he gave me is in Psalm 63. 63, eight, and it says, I cling to you. Your strong right hand holds me securely. And he wants me to tell you too, as a couple, that he is holding you securely. Mama, I see you're tired, but he's gonna hold you securely. There's promises that he has for you in this new year. I see him rewriting. I see generational things just being broken in the name of Jesus. I just, there's such a, a destiny and a calling and a future. And he says, cling to me and I'll hold you securely. And I believe that's a word for so many of us here today. As we go, as we stick our signal on, 
as we check our mirrors, we remember the faithfulness. We make sure that what's dealt with needs to be dealt with. We extend forgiveness. We have faith. We look over our shoulder, we get accountable, we check our blind spots, and then we go into whatever it is He's calling us in 2021. Amen? Amen. Amen. Do you receive that this morning? Amen. Come on. Amen. Amen. Yeah, thank you, Anna. That, that ties perfectly into something that the Lord dropped in my spirit this morning. I was telling Pastor Eddie, I'm not sure if it was a dream or a vision because I was waking up. I'm not sure exactly when the Lord gave it to me. But what He showed me was very clear, and it was very simple, but it was very profound, I believe, for us today. And it was a picture of a, of a tractor trailer rig, a big semi truck with a giant long trailer, and it was backed into a loading dock. And real quickly, I discerned what was happening, that there were some things that were being offloaded from that tractor trailer to create the space for some new things to be loaded. And the Lord just quickly began to speak to me and say, the people of God cannot receive and take with them the provision for the next year unless they're willing to let go of the pain of the previous year. And I'm just telling you right today, this moment, right now, as we're about to go back into worship, this is the moment to unload it, to unpack it, to take it off, to take it, take it, lighten your load. The things that the enemy wanted to try and come to attach to you as you walk through 2020, this is the moment to say, this is its final destination. It's not going any further. I've got no room because there's some new things that God wants to load and provide and supply for the next season. Listen, if you just respond to that, would you just begin to lift your hands before the Lord? And it's cool because this posture of lifting your hands is a posture of doing both. It's, it's offering something to God and it's receiving something from God all in the same motion. And that's exactly what God was showing me prophetically in that word picture this morning. Some things being offloaded and in the same dock, some things being delivered for a new season of supply and sustenance and provision to lead you into God's faithfulness. And so Lord, we just thank you. We just thank you. Team, get ready. We're going to sing this. I, we just thank you, Lord, that right now, Lord, that addictions, bondages, unload it right now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' mighty name. Fear, anxiety, doubt, depression, unload it right now in Jesus' mighty name. And in those places where that cargo was, we thank you that in those places there's joy, there's peace, there's love, there's hope, there's courage, there's strength. There's faith that's rising in the hearts of your people today. Come on, if you receive it, say amen. Say amen, and let's worship. Let's sing this song together. Come on.